0: Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where for today's issue and Sheer, we're going to discuss the canceled Rebbe. Now, what exactly do I mean by that? So, by way of introduction, I'll just point out that this Sheer topic was one that I did not initially plan on discussing, to be honest, and that is because of the potentially political and controversial nature of the topic. Now, political doesn't necessarily mean bad, um, there are certain things that do require Torah perspective, which is what Bezra HaShem we're going to present based on the sources. But um, due to certain hashkacha pratis and things that came up recently and in discussions that I've had with Rebbeim of mine, I thought that this was an appropriate topic to research and I thought the findings are important and the implications are major and it's something that affects All of us in our Torah are learning, so I thought it would be very important to discuss this topic. But what exactly do I mean by the canceled Rebbe? So we're going to try to address a few of the questions that speak to this concept, and we're going to look at um, a source in Gemara and a source in the Rambam to better understand how to approach these questions. But the first and most basic question is, from whom can you learn Torah? Can you learn Torah from anyone? There is a Mishnah Perkiavos that says Ezehu chacham Halomimi Adam, that's Parak uh, Dalid, Mishnah Aleph and So the, the wise person is someone who learns from anyone and everyone. But the question is, are there actually limits to that? Um, are, are there people from whom you may not learn Torah? And does the does the source of the Torah content actually matter? Do we assume that Torah is Torah? no matter where it comes from, right? So what if the content is completely kosher? It seems compelling and MS stick, right? It doesn't seem like a stretch. And let's say the content is completely non-controversial. So the question is, once again, does the source matter? Is there Are there sources that you may not learn from? And by extension of this issue... I'll ask a slightly more cynical question, though it's really important to ask as well. Does the Torah have a perspective on what's known today as cancel culture? All right. So um, my, my goal really is not to focus so much on the political um, um, tension that exists within this concept, but as I just mentioned it, it's important for me to point out something that I've pointed out in the past um, on the podcast, and that is that there are certain political leanings that you may have, and we can argue which ones are consistent with Torah and which ones are not, but it's when it comes to these issues that we have to actually put our politics aside and try to get into the Torah, try to figure out what the Torah Hashkafe is, because we might be surprised um, what the Torah's perspective is on certain things. Some things may surprise us, some things may not surprise us, but because of our political biases, we may not always realize what is appropriate according to the Torah. So in the past, we've discussed the concept of free speech, right? Um, and the, which is a, an American concept. But in Torah, there's certainly things that you may and may not say. There, you know, there are certain things that you can't say. And, you, know, you, could, you could offend someone according to the American way, but according to the Torah way, you actually may not. You know, onas Dvarim is a big deal. Lashon Hara is a big deal. There's certain things that you can express. There are certain things that you can't express. Certain opinions... Right, Rambam Hilchas Deos talks about about how you have to do teshuva for having... And I, he talks about this in, at least in Hilchas Teshuva. He might talk about it in Deos also, but he probably does. Um, and we'll get more to the Rambam soon. But there are certain hashgathos that you're actually not allowed to have. It's like us are to have certain opinions. So the way we think of of free speech and free thought, well, there might be some things that are actually not. And so you have to actually try to get into the mind of the Torah... Um, to get to to be Mechave and to the Das Hashem, to the Das Elyon, as much as possible to know what the Torah wants of us. And so I, I ask this question about the Torah's perspective on cancel culture in connection to the question of where your Torah content may come from. And so... One of the main reasons that I wanted to give share on this topic was because it actually came up in the DAF recently. Um, those who are following DAF Yomi, at the moment of this recording, we are almost done with Moed Katan. Mesechus Moed Katen, um in the third parak has a lot of halachos about Avelos and about mitzora, and those two topics are are discussed in tandem with the halachos of nidoi, or the halachos of excommunication. There are different kinds of nidoi. There's a nidoi called cherem which we're familiar with, that someone can be excommunicated from the community, and there are a lot of implications about what that means. And based on a discussion that I had with a rebbe about this, this particular issue, the source of your Torah content, from where may you receive Torah, so the hashkacha Pratis was that I was discussing this with a rabbi. All of a sudden, it came up in the daf. The truth is, um, the rabbi of mine pointed me to a Rambam, and um, what happened was I had been planned to eventually look up that Rambam, and then it came up in the daf. I saw that um, I saw the particular idea being communicated in daf Yomi, and then once I saw that, that that kind of um, that that triggered me to open up my Rambam um, and um, take a take a look at it myself. And after sifting through Rambam Hilchas Talmud Torah, I was able to uh, fall upon that same source that um, from the Gemara that I had been learning. And I'll just mention parenthetically that. Um, the Rambam Hilchas Talmud Torah. I, I actually had to do some sifting through to find it. And I ended up um, I ended up learning the entire um, um, book of Talmud Torah, uh, which is uh, seven parakim, and it was uh, it was it was really it was thrilling and it was really eye opening. Like anytime you want to just um, have a nice lima, just open up a you know a, a, a sefer of Rambam. Um, uh, and a section of Rambam, and just learn it through. Um, especially in Sefer Mada and Sefer Ahava, there there are so many things that are practical that are meant for everyday things that I that I never thought about. Um, and if you know, there are actually halachos about how to learn Torah. There are halachos about how you're supposed to relate to your Rebbe, how you're supposed to relate to your Talmidim, and um, on all the halachos of Nido of excommunication, which are apparently. Um, um, our halachos with regards to Talmud Torah. So halachos of excommunication come up in Hilchas Talmud Torah. So without further ado, let's look at the Gemara itself. Yeah. The Gemara discusses the issue of a Rebbe that gets canceled. So so what, what do we mean by that? So it's Gemara, in Oid and Daf and Aleph. and the Gemara discusses this exact concept. What, what happens with a Rebbe that gets disqualified, so to speak, from being able to teach Torah? So the Gemara starts off like this. Um, it says If you have a certain Torah scholar who gained a bad reputation so the question is what's the halacha? If you Rabbi ask regarding this issue what should be done to a Torah scholar who gained a bad reputation literally means that there were bad rumors about him and that, that sounds like that could be true it sounds like they could be Perhaps untrue, but it sounds like there there's a bad word going around about him. So, says Rev Yehuda, Now, do we excommunicate him? The Rabbana need him. And if we don't excommunicate him, So, at the very least, which is um, terrible enough, um, it says um, the name of heaven will be desecrated. i will be a chil hashem. So, that's so that's that's obviously pretty terrible. So again, the the um, Rebbe Huda appears to be torn. We're going to excommunicate a, 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 a Rav a Rebbe about whom there was a bad reputation. Um, so like his Torah is needed. We need his Torah. We need his Pesach Halacha. We need his rulings. We need his lessons. And yet there's going to be a chilul Hashem. So the Gemara records the response. Amar lel Bar Bar Chana So Rehuda said to Rabbi Bar Bar Chana um, Mi Have you heard anything about this? Amar um, So he responded Hach y'amar b'yohran This is what Rabbi Yochran said "My Siv What's the Pasuk in Malachi mean? Be'ez Zion 2.7 in Malachi Ki Siv se'chohen yishmru das Betorah yivakshim yipihu, Ki Hashem tzvah That That for, for the Kohan's It says for the Kohan's lips Should be should safeguard knowledge and they should seek Torah at his mouth for he is a messenger or a malach of Hashem, um, the Lord of hosts. So what does that mean, that the priest's lips should keep knowledge, that they should seek Torah at his mouth and that he is a messenger, he's a malach of Hashem? Explains um, Rebbe Hashem. If your Rebbe resembles a malach of Hashem, Meaning he's, he's, he's pure and upright, he has good meat dose. you've actually then you should seek out torah from his mouth. Vim love, and if not, how you've actually piv. And then if not, you shouldn't seek torah from his mouth. And then the Gamar continues to say what happened in the situation where there was, in fact, such a Torah scholar regarding whom there was a, a bad rumor, Sham Teravihu, who ultimately excommunicated him. And the Gemara goes on to continue that says that uh, Shabihuda, ended up getting sick. And the Rebbehuda came to Rabbi Huda to visit him when he was sick. And among the Rebbehuda that visited him was this excommunicated, this cancelled um, Rabbi and, and he saw Rabbi Huda was laughing, which was really strange to him. Amr he, um, Lehi he asked him, the, the scholar asked him, It's not enough that you, that you excommunicated me. You're laughing at me? I'm relay, so we're to clarify, I'm not actually laughing at you. When, uh, when I go up to Shemayim after I die, they're going to ask me, um, 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 you know, what I did, why I did what I did, and I'm going to be able to tell them that even someone like you, they're going to ask me, um, what I did, and I'm going to say, and I'm, 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 I have to be honest. I'm happy that I didn't even flatter a great man like you. I didn't even um, just uh, look at you because of your of your wisdom, because of your Torah scholarship. But I, but I ultimately did what I was supposed to do. I was, I was uh, impartial. And uh, just because we're here, I'll I'll finish the Gemara for you. Um it's a pretty fascinating Gemara. Gemara continues. Nach Nav Shravihuda. Um Rabihuda ended up dying. Aslevidrasha and they went to the base majors to find out. Amrluhu Shroly. So the, the scholar came to the base major and says, Can someone, you know, release me from my cancellation, from my excommunication? Amr Lai Rabanda responded, Gavar the Rabbi Huda Lekah Delishirlach. There's no one like Rabbi Huda here. Rabbi Huda Hanasi who can who can let you go. Ella Zilagabi Rabihudanisia. Um, I, th- I think it's re- it was referring to Rabbi So they said Go to Rabbi Yehuda Nisiyah, Who was the great grandson Sorry, this is the grandson Of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi So it could be it was different Rabbi Yehuda, um, But Rabbi Yehuda Nasiah Who's the grandson Of Rabbi Yehuda They said Go to him to Lishrei Lach, And he'll permit you He went him Amar went Rabbi and um, Rabbi Huda Nasia said to Rabbi Ami, Poke Ayan Bedine. So he says, um, yeah, Rabbi Ami, can you look into this guy? Can you research? Can you investigate? And he says, If he's worthy to be released from his um, ostracisms, then release him and do it on my behalf. And Rabbi Ami looked into it. He says, Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's worthy. Amr um, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani Alraglev. The Amr Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani all of a sudden stands up on his feet and he gets up and he's up in arms and he says Kama So he says if the if the um, the maid in the house of Rabbi Judah Hanassi wants to ostracize another person and the Chachamim did not relate to it in a frivolous way but they they kept it they they took it really seriously and didn't revoke it for three years. So all the more so with regard to uh, to, to uh, Yehuda, our colleague, we have to take that seriously, and we should not by any means release this scholar. So I'm Rabbi Zera. So then Rabbi Zaira just asks, So apparently Rishmuel he hasn't been in the base measure for a long time, and all of a sudden he decided to come. So, uh, why? So, learn from this that it's not necessary to release him um, from, from Nostracism because apparently it's not a coincidence. The fact that Shmuel Bar was not normally there, he came in and he, and he, he had, a, had a lot to say, so they took it as a sign that he did not um, deserve to be released. So, they didn't release him and then he, he left, so the scholar he, he left, crying. Sounds like, whoa, like, maybe he was worthy. And he, he's, he seems really genuine. The Gemar continues, But then a wasp came, stung him in his, in his male organ, and he died. The scholar. So apparently they, they tried to bring him to the cave in which the pious people were buried, and the cave wouldn't accept him. And they took him to the cave of judges. There they accepted him. So the Gamara asks, Will my time, why was he accepted by the Caves of Judges to be buried there? Apparently... Um, the the cave um, uh, the, um, the Rashi says that because of the, um, the snake by the Chassidim, by the by the cave of Hasidim the snake didn't let them in the snake blocked the gr- the, gr- the kevar but when it came to the cave of judges they let him my time at David Rabbi Eli so the Gemara says because he acted like Rabbi Eli what did he do like Rabbi Eli to Tanya Rabbi Eli and Roa, Adam from Love if a person sees that his zaytahar is getting the best of him so, go to a place. Where they won't recognize recognize him. He should dress in black. He should cover himself in black. No one will know who he is. He'll do whatever his heart desires, and he should not publicly be mechalash same Right. So, and that, that, that's really the end of this gemara. There, there's more to be said, but we're gonna we're gonna just focus on what we've said until now. And what we have said until now is pretty incredible. That um, so. The Mepharsham understand that the fact that this uh, scholar was um, stung by a wasp in his uh, reproductive organ. This uh, demonstrates that he had done some of error with that organ. And the Gemara seems to indicate that by, or at least imply it, by talking about what a person should do. Apparently um, he was able to, he was worthy at least to be put in the place of judges because he did not make a public Chilul Hashem. So he was excommunicated. Apparently if he was not excommunicated that would have been a public Chilul uh, Hashem. Where, right, this is what seem to happen. They, they, they seem to feel all the reasons to to release this guy because he was worthy, but because of some bad thing that he had done, which had apparently caused rumors about him, that was the reason why they excommunicated him, and it was not okay to learn Torah from him, even though his Torah was so important. They needed his Torah, and this makes it to the Rambam. This uh, this Gemara, um, not directly, but basically directly. If you look at the Rambam, Hilchas Torah, Perak the fourth Perak Pragdalad, um, Halacha Aleph, and here's what the Rambam says. You cannot learn Torah except from someone who is proper in his actions, proper in his deeds. Um, Or someone who is straightforward. If if at any point, you know, he goes in a path that's not good. What you have to do is you have to... Figure him out. You got to see is is he returning from his bad ways? Is he back to his straight ways? And you got to really, you got to, you got to do a badika You got to search him out. So, once he does do tshuva, if it's confirmed that he's done tshuva, right? If you've confirmed it, then okay, you can learn Torah from him. And then the Gemara continues to talk about how you don't want to, that you don't want to. Uh, teach Torah to a student who's not good okay I'm going to skip a little bit to get to the main part All Right, so here we go and similarly a Rebbe that's not going on the Derek of Tova on a good path even though he's a great and the people need him they need his they need his Torah they need his Torah scholarship in Islam to be many can't learn from him until he returns to good, Shneemar, as the Passock says, um, because the lips of the Kohen, they safeguard Da'as, and Torah you can seek from his mouth, um, because he is a Malach of Hashem Svakos. If the Rebbe resembles the Malach Hashem, he has good actions, then Torah of Hashem Svakos, then you can seek Torah from his mouth. In love, I have actually Torah in Otherwise, you can't seek Torah from his mouth. Khan is That's what the Rambam says in the matter. So, yeah, like we believe in general that yeah, you can learn from anyone, right? And there is chachma in the goyim, right? Ezehu right? There are other Gemaras out there that differentiate between Torah from the goyim and chachma from the goyim, and this is really important because we believe that the secular world is filled with chachma. And maybe you could find Torah out there, but it won't come directly from the secular sources, right? And this is this is a this is a point of contention among uh, contemporary biblical scholarship, and something that we've talked about in the past here as well, because there are many who are not quote unquote satisfied with the Torah content that comes from just the sources, and the Mikros, Kedolos and the Midrashim, and the Gemara. All the, all the Rishonim, even the Pashtonim, like your Ibn your Bokhor Shores, and your Rashbams, who are um, you could say either famous or maybe notorious, though they're all you know they're, they're all wonderful. But um, they, they they are known at least for giving shot unabashedly, and, um, and and if if that means going away from the Midrash hazal they will do it um, to just explain what they believe to be shot. and this can be true. And we believe in something that we speak about frequently in Parsha Pardes, that there are shiv there are shiv and panim la Torah, and there are at least four different angles to darshaning Torah, meaning that there could be a Pasha Pshat that's alternative to drash, and that's totally okay. And even so, all of these M'chachamim um, and these Pashtanim, they had great uh, respect and reverence for the mesora. whenever the mesora suggested something, whether I'll or I'll drash. They respected Das Torah, and they're, 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 there's no fooling about that. But what we see from this Gemara is that there really isn't such a thing as rabbinic infallibility. That even a rov who's very important, whose Torah is important, right? We're talking about like the most important posseik. And if Chas v'Shalom he does something that is that is bad. I mean, um, he. he there, there are bad rumors about his midos, so that's something that we have to call into question. Now, that doesn't mean that every single time someone says something about someone that it, that it has, you know, that has any any uh, credence, right? The Gemara in Moed Katan and Daf um talks about people who um, are are nechshad for having done an Aveira, People who are accused of having done an Aveira, maybe um, uh, a Gemara that we can discuss in a future um, Shir possibly. But the Gemara there says that if the person has haters, right? so then we, then we don't pay attention to it. But it could be that otherwise allegations might be legitimate. But what's, what, what's my point? My point is that if there's a person, if there's a Torah scholar, even someone who's well-respected, and, uh, and even someone who you need, we disqualify that. We say you can't learn Torah from that Rebbe. That can't be your Rebbe. Now, if this is true... So obviously we take that seriously, and the question of whether or not a rebbe could be canceled for the Torah content that he produces—the answer is apparently yes. That 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 totally can happen, and that can happen with halachic backing. But the same uh, but but the, the same person that might be willing um, to push and cancel, a, um, you know, a, a respected rebbe. So if you'll do it with this Gemara, with this Rambam in mind, so you just have to think about the implications of how many other scholars, um, you know, we will call them rebellion loosely, how many other scholars or people out there would also be included in this disqualification. And what I mean is that apparently the source of your Torah matters. Hashkafa matters when it comes to Torah, even if you know they have. You know even if there's reason to respect, even if there is something good that's being offered, right? there's some people that 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 insist that you're that, that you won't get a sufficient picture of content in Torah to try to figure out pshat in a pasuk in Tanakh if you don't have all the sources that are available, which would include um, maybe um, non-Jewish secular historians or. Or a certain, um, you know, certain. Um, you, you could say other kinds of religious historians that are that are that are not Jewish, and you'll find sources from all over the place. And there are people that love this stuff because of the academia that comes with it. But if the guy is telling you that he has, he has Torah from Rav Chaim Kanievsky, he's just learning Chumash. He can't like, and then this is the way my Rebbe put it. I don't care who the person's quoting, I don't care where the Torah content is coming from, if it's coming, even I don't care whom this person's quoting, if the person who is quote-unquote deserving of that cancellation, then you can't learn chomish with them. Chomish is Hashem, it's Hashem's chomish. You can't learn chomish with this individual, that can't be your Rebbe. And what that means is, there might be a lot of Torah out there that's quote-unquote compelling, it might be it might it might ring with ems, but the, there's a problem with the source, and that means if the idea has you know if, if the idea is worth it, then we have to try to trace it to a more legitimate source that um, a source that a mouthpiece that's in line with the Torah Hashkafa. because if the person because if the person is not a is, 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 is not a jew so you have to ask yourself, how much Torah are we allowed to learn from someone that, that doesn't have the Torah Hashkafah? Right, can you learn Torah without the Torah Right. So and what if you have someone who's, who, who's a respected scholar in academia, but but, but his actions are not, you know, he doesn't follow halacha? Well, what then do we make of his Torah? And the Pashup Shad of what we're learning here is that anyone who is beneath the line of of, of pristine religious observance at least, you know, someone who is um, doing Shuva every time he does the wrong thing. So, unless we're talking about that person, then then um, then the, everyone else is disqualified, and that 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 that's a frightening thing. It means that you have to have a rebbe. Your the source of your Torah has to be someone who resembles the Malach Hashem. Now, that doesn't. I don't know if that means that the person has to be perfect and squeaky clean, but well what it does mean. Is that the reputation matters? It means that the hashkafa matters. It means that this has to be someone who is manifestly on the derech Hashem, and that that means it has got to be good midos. You, know, you have to have good midos to 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 be a mouthpiece for Torah. That the source ultimately matters, and that apparently you know there's there's no one that has diplomatic immunity when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, But what it does come down to is that we have to take our Torah sources seriously and make sure that, in fact, they are Torah sources. But anyway, and that takes us through this uh, very sticky um, but very important issue of the sources of our Torah. And with that, I bid you farewell. Keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah and the Daracha Torah. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.